Welcome to the UTG at Work podcast. I'm Deacon Mike Houghton. I'm the executive director of an apostolate called UTG at Work. Our mission is to help women and men joyfully live their faith and witness to Christ and the gospel in the workplace. I'm happy to be with you as we explore the Sunday gospel in ways that help people who work. This weekend we celebrate the 15th Sunday in Ordinary Time, and our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. On that day, Jesus went out of the house and sat down by the sea. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd stood along the shore. When he spoke to them at length in parables, he said, A sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seed fell on the path, and birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground where it had little soil. It sprang up at once, but because the soil was not deep, when the sun rose it was scorched, and it withered for lack of roots. Some seed fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked it. But some seed fell on the rich soil and produced fruit a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. Whoever has ears to hear ought to hear. The disciples approached him and said, Why do you speak to them in parables? He said to them in reply, Because the knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven has been granted to you, but to them it has not been granted. To anyone who has, more will be given and he will grow rich. From anyone who has not, even what he has will be taken away. This is why I speak to them in parables, because they look but do not see, and hear but do not listen or understand. Isaiah's prophecy is fulfilled in them, which says, You shall indeed hear but not understand, you shall indeed look but never see. Gross is the heart of this people. They will hardly hear with their ears. They have closed their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and be converted, and I heal them. But blessed are your eyes because they see, and your ears because they hear. Amen, I say to you, many prophets and righteous people have longed to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Hear then the parable of the sower. The seed sown on the path is the one who hears the word of the kingdom without understanding it, and the evil one comes and steals away what was sown in his heart. The seed on the rocky ground is the one who hears the word and receives it at once with joy, but he has no root, and lasts only for a time. When some tribulation or persecution comes because of the word, he immediately falls away. The seed sown among thorns is the one who hears the word, but then worldly anxiety and the lure of riches choke the word and it bears no fruit. But the seed sown on rich soil is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields a hundred or sixty or thirtyfold. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. The parables of Jesus are fascinating. They're a masterful means of helping people to see things in ways that they can apply to their life and to their circumstances to better understand God's will for them personally. Parables aren't single-point answers to the questions or issues of any particular time. Rather, they're broad in nature. They can be applied in a multitude of ways to a multitude of situations. If you study the writings of the great fathers of the church and the great preachers of today, you'll find several explanations for any given parable. In today's Gospel, It's interesting in that it gives us one such parable, the parable of the sower, but it also gives us insight into why Jesus uses parables when he teaches. Because he clearly explains the meaning of the four possible locations in which the seed lands, there's no need for discussion about that. But how do we apply this parable in our own lives, especially at work? One common approach to applying it is to examine our own response to the seed, which is God's word, and determine for ourselves if we're living in the path 
on the rocky ground, among the thorns, or in good soil. In my own life, I find that I am not always in the same spot. There are days when I am in the Spirit, on fire for the Lord and living in the good soil. But there are other days when I am focused on something else, and even the Word of God can't seem to get through. On those days, I am either on the path or in rocky ground or among the thorns. When this happens, I have to force myself to refocus on what matters and drag myself back to the good soil. Perhaps you are the same. Now, I doubt that there are very many people who are in the good soil all the time. Even monks and hermits who dedicate themselves to constant contact with the Lord have difficult times in prayer. Mother Teresa struggled through long periods of dryness in her prayer life. And if these people, who dedicated their lives to the service of the Lord, struggle to be in the good soil all the time, then frankly, I don't feel quite so bad if I struggle as well. And let's be honest about it. A long day at the office, or in the field, or working from home, more often than not, just doesn't feel like the good soil. Sometimes it feels like we're just trying to survive on the path or amidst the rocks and weeds until Friday. But our goal as disciples is to do what we can to find the good soil even at work. Sometimes it's helpful just to pause for a second and say the Jesus Prayer. Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. This won't bring you any sort of spiritual enlightenment, but it will give you a chance to refocus. But let's take another spin on this parable for today and instead think of yourself not as the one who receives the word, but rather as the sower of the word. After all, we're all called by our baptism to go and make disciples, and so we're called to spread our faith in God to others through evangelization, even at work. We're called to scatter the seed. Now, you may well be thinking to yourself, if I were the sower of the seed, I would never have scattered it so indiscriminately. I would have only scattered the seed on good soil so that I can maximize the yield. Why waste the seed on other areas which we know won't produce? So let's talk for a minute about how people farmed in Jesus' day. It wasn't like we farm today. There was very little precision. The sower would spread the seed all over a large area. And after the fact, he would lead an ox yoked to a plow through the field. The plowing was just as approximate as the scattering of the seed. Why not just plow under the path and see if anything grows, or the rocky soil, or the soil with weeds? He would plow away and let God do the rest. God would provide the rain and the nutrients needed to promote growth. If the crops grew in any particular area, great. If not, well, so be it. And this is how the Word of God works as well. It doesn't discriminate. Jesus tells us in Matthew 5 that our Heavenly Father makes his sun rise on the bad and the good and causes rain to fall on the just and the unjust. In our society today, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who has never heard of the Bible. You may find people who don't understand it well, but there's a reason why the Bible is the best-selling book of all time. God's Word is prevalent among us. It can't be stopped. It is truth, and truth always prevails, even if at times it's hidden or twisted. So, getting back to you and your situation at work, let's apply this principle. Your witness to your faith at work impacts everyone, including those who believe and those who don't. Or perhaps to put it more accurately, those who believe and those who you may think don't believe. Our job is to witness to the faith no matter where we are. And then we let God do his job, which is to foster growth as he sees fit. Sometimes our efforts pay off, and sometimes they don't. Allow me to give you an example of this from my time with General Motors. Some years ago, I worked with a gentleman whose wife had experienced a bad fall and suffered brain damage. 
As a result, she struggled for years with some of the more simple cognitive tasks, and she was often confused. He had a very difficult time caring for her while still raising his daughters. Now, I had no idea if he and his wife were Catholics, or even Christians for that matter. In a quiet moment, I gave him a rosary for his wife. I told him that I didn't know if either one of them prayed the rosary, but that I prayed for him and for her on a regular basis, and that I wanted her to have this rosary as a sign that other people care about them and their situation. He was very appreciative and told me that he would give it to his wife. The next day, he told me that when he gave it to his wife, she surprised him with her response. She said that she used to pray the rosary with her grandmother fairly often, but that she had long since fallen away from the practice. Recently, she had begun to ponder the idea of starting to pray the rosary once again, though she had not acted on it. When she received the rosary that I gave to her husband, she viewed it as a sign to take the initiative and to start praying it once again. I scattered the seed, but clearly it was God who made it grow. He organized these events in a way that I never could have. Now, it could have happened that the rosary meant nothing to her, or to him for that matter. The seed I spread could have fallen on the path, and for all I know it may well have eventually fallen in with the rocks or the weeds. This isn't for me to know, nor is it for me to worry about. I only sow the seed. At the same time, I will offer a caveat to this discussion. There is a time for scattering seed, and a time when it might not be appropriate. If I were to carefully cultivate the soil and delicately cover the seed in January in Michigan, nothing's going to grow. It's just not the right time, no matter how hard I might try. In the same way, if you were to start to speak with great passion about your faith in the Lord during the Monday morning staff meeting, you'd very likely not be successful. But if you find someone, like my friend, who has lost a loved one or who is down in their luck or needs support, you have a very appropriate opportunity to start scattering the seed. We're called to be the sower, even at work. When we spread the faith like the sower, we give people the opportunity to encounter the Lord. Whether or not that encounter bears fruit isn't in our control, but we must spread it in hopes that someone will take note and respond. As Wayne Gretzky said, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. For the seed that does take root, it begins to grow. Sometimes it grows to fruition, and sometimes it doesn't. But the fact that it's growing is good. And ultimately, some of those who grow in their faith begin to witness to others about their faith, and the cycle repeats. It's been that way for 2,000 years, and it will continue this way until the second coming of Jesus Christ. In summary, this parable can be applied to each of us in our own spirituality and also in how we witness to others. We all periodically find ourselves on the path or in the rocks or in the weeds. Don't give up. Keep trying to find your way to the good soil. And don't be afraid to spread the seed indiscriminately, even at work. In fact, for our purposes on this podcast, especially at work, you never know what will come of it. Thanks for joining me for this week's UTG at Work podcast. I look forward to meeting you again next week. In the meantime, I encourage you to boldly live your faith in the workplace in the week ahead. I'll pray for your success, and I ask that you pray for the success of this UTG at Work apostolate. If you want to learn more about us, please visit utgatwork.org. Now go in peace, glorifying the Lord by your life.